Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Arsenal X. As always, we throw up the X and then we throw it down. Yes, there we go. Um, unfortunately, yes, it's another ep- audio only episode, but as always, everybody, if you know when we throw up the X, go ahead and throw it up anytime while we're conversating or not conversating. Uh, when you hear some music, throw your head, your hands in the air as X and dance around and vibe out. But as always, I'm your host, ADV. Joining me is my good old friend, my wise West, Wisconsinite. I like to call him Mr. Jesse Douglas. How's it going, Ad? It's going good, Jesse. Our fearless leader, Mr. Corey Derrick, is on a break once again this weekend, celebrating his anniversary with his lovely wife. So congratulations <laughs> to them on their first anniversary and wishing them many more to come. So, uh... We're going to get into our normal show that we normally do. But before we get into that, Jesse, what's been up? What you, what you been doing, dude? Uh, uh, before we get into what's, what's in our arsenal. Uh, just, uh, yeah, uh, yesterday uh, we had some friends come over. Uh, we played, played some, uh, some games and stuff. My, me and my wife and, uh, and some of our friends and, and our, uh, our kids got together, had a play date, stuff like that, oh, you know, cool. and then, and then, uh, a uh, lot of, a lot of cleaning up and stuff around the house, trying to, you know, catch up on things. Our, our daughter isn't feeling the greatest. So, Aww. so we, you know, kind of put, you know, as uh, my son is in the boy scouts and, <laughs> and he wanted to sell, he had to go sell cookies and stuff like that. I think him and, uh, the other kid that he went went with to uh like the local uh, grocery store or whatever they i think they made like two hundred dollars or something like oh, that nice but but um yeah so the, the i stayed home with the the daughter she's not feeling good so we just kind of laid on the couch and and watched a movie and stuff so yeah it's so it's kind of a kind of a um a relaxing somewhat relaxing day to day but a lot of like doing doing stuff tonight too like before we did this podcast to kind of catch up on things so it's funny uh one of my friends on uh twitter uh he showed his son princess mononoke and i was just like you're a father of a lifetime <laughs> now it's time to show his spirit to the way in castle in the sky uh, and my neighbor Totoro, uh, Studio Ghibli. I, and this is a side thing for optional opinion. I literally want to do a rundown of all the movies from Studio Ghibli. Um, yeah. And, and just do more of a, a reflection because I was telling, I was telling him that, uh, like my first stu- Studio Ghibli film was Princess Mononoke. Um, and then I went to my neighbor Totoro, and then after that it was Spirits of the Way. And then I just started collecting all his past movies once uh Disney started releasing them. And then now I think it's like a different company. I don't know if it's still Disney, but it's a different company now that releases them. Uh the Studio Ghibli. Because even the packaging is different. Okay. It, it's it's possible. Yeah, I, I mean Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess I haven't really paid too much attention. Mm-hmm. Like Cause I'm trying to think what the last movie. Cause I do want to get all of them eventually, but like some of the the last couple, 
that I've got, like, they're all right. I actually, the one, I haven't even finished it yet because I just kind of, I had to be in, it's a little bit more of a serious movie and I had to, I, I had to be in the mood. I have to be in the mood for something like that because, because like, I mean, it, it just seems a little bit more adult oriented, not, not so much that it's like, like kids can't watch it but it's it's a strong storyline so you really have to pay attention to what's what's going on yeah kind of thing i think uh when marinade or something was here or something like that i know he did the one uh about the airplane one uh that was based on a true true life person uh it was a boy and a girl uh when marinade was alive or something like that uh, okay. that might, that is probably the wrong, uh, name. Um, I, I don't remember. But it's, yeah, it was... it's kind of like his last four, I mean, not his, uh, Studio Ghibli's like last four movies, he, uh, coming to the States haven't been like fantasy, have, uh, have kind of been have a serious tone, like only yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah. is, is, is one. Um, the, like the last one I could think of is, uh, the secret of Ariadne. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I yeah, think the secret that, world of Ariadne or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The, I think that's the last fantasy one that actually came here that I could think of. Uh, because uh, Tale of Earth Dragon came out. Uh, Pom Poco came out. Um, uh, which a lot of the, which a lot of those are pretty old. Those yeah. are really old, but they yeah re, remastered them and re brought them out again yeah. because that's the thing that's hard to. It, it's like unless you look it up, like a lot of those that are coming out are actually really really old, are in our way before like Spirited Away and all those. But but yeah, they like they've just kind of you know trying to remaster some of those and re release them so people can see some of that older stuff there's actually a collection i was looking at on ebay the other day where that's got i think like like 12 or 12 movies or something like that in it and uh-huh. it's got like it's got like a it's a big collection of them all and some of the people were selling it for like you could get it for like 30 bucks i think but of course it's only just regular dvd it's not uh blu-ray but Oh, okay. So when uh Marnie was there, that's the name of it. Uh yeah. because the oh, let's see. Uh Whispers of the Heart, I think I just picked up uh yeah, Whispers of the Heart is uh that, I think they just released that one. If not that one, I got actually on Target on Blu-ray. Uh because okay. I own Castle in the Sky, Grave of the Fire No, I don't own Grave of the Fireflies, but I seen that one. Um, my neighbor Totoro, Kiki's Delivery Service, Only Yesterday, Porco Rosso, Pom Poco, Whisper of the Heart, Princess Mononoke, um, my neighbors, the Yamadas, um, that one I don't have, uh, Spirit of the Way, The Cap Returns, House Moving Castle, Tales from Earthsea, House Moving Castle, I love. Yeah. I love that movie so much. Um, yeah, I, yeah, that's a good one. I have you ever have you ever seen Steam Boy? That sounds familiar. I think I have. Like where the whole idea is there's this like little this little uh uh circular like pressurized thing that's got steam in it and and he they they use it as like a power source. Yeah, I, I... 
wasn't it like a uh and like so they're trying to get it away from like i think his dad had it like his dad created it or something and i think his dad got killed or or something like that and then there's these people that are after him trying to trying to get it yes i yes i see yeah yes yeah for whatever for whatever reason that like that movie, uh, like, it always feels like it's part of, like, uh, Howl's Moving Castle. Like, it's, mm-hmm. like, some of the, something about it just, uh, like, those two movies just remind me of each other. I think maybe the, the, just the steam, like, kind of the steam, steampunk-esque kind of, like, feel to both of them almost. I could tell, I actually think like, it's the animation. Robotic. I yeah. think it's the animation itself. Cause they both yeah. have a, like, a, like, when you watch a Studio Ghibli film, you could tell how just the flow of the animation just feels like, uh, from frame from frame, cell by cell. You just be like, goodness, they spent time drawing this. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, additionally, the, the film was in production for 10 years and utilized more than 180,000 drawings and 440 CG cutscenes. This is for, uh, Steam Boy. Uh, cause yeah. it came out in 2004. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it was produced by Sunrise, directed and co-written by Katsuhiro Otomo. Uh, this, that's his, this is his second major release, uh, following Akira. Or, for, for, for some people say Akira. I, I yeah. don't know why. Yeah. And, yeah. And I, like, we've, t- I've talked about this before with you that I, I never really was super big into Kira the the movie, but I I I think I need to go back and watch it maybe again. But mm. I absolutely love Steam Boy. It's like one of my favorite animes, yeah. like I'm, outside outside of Studio Ghibli. So I might have to order that on Blu-ray to see if they got it on there because um, I I remember of renting that movie. Um, because no stores for some unknown reason they didn't they never had the DVD and uh mm. Suncoast which was the old movie store um uh, all their copies were sold out they just they oh. kept selling out of copies so when I went to go oh, see okay. if they had it I could never find it so I only was able to rent it but if I I'm see I'm gonna check Amazon and see if they have a blue red copy. But other yeah. than that, oh, um, but before we get into that, before we get into what's been in our arsenal, before Corey be like, they're talking about anime, I can't hear this. Um, Shadow of War. Okay, so, my job sent us pre-sale cards for that game. The game came out. They did not send us the game. I'm like, wait, you wanted people to pre-order this game and you didn't send no copies of this game at all. Wow. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't get that. We didn't get Evil Within 2. Um, uh, we didn't even get Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Like, um, these are big releases. What the heck is not coming in? Like the last, I think the last big release game that we got was NBA 2K18. Oh, and NBA weird. Live 18. But like, who's like really playing that at the moment? <laughs> so, so, and you said that th- this isn't the first, the first newer, newer release game that they've done that to, huh? This is the only one that, well, 
for for some company for some uh publishers we don't carry for some unknown okay. reason like like atlas we do carry but they only sent us maybe catherine and persona 5 and anything else that could have that should have been a physical release um they haven't sent us okay like that's weird i wonder if it maybe was they just had some kind of shipping issue or where something happened, you know, like where it just didn't get shipped or yeah. I hope, I hope so because, because yeah, that's pretty weird. Yeah. And well, what's, what's more weird was that I couldn't even find Shadow of War on our website. I'm like, wait, where in the world is this game at? So I'm, but I'm going to check again. I'm going to look again tomorrow at my job to see if they updated and it came through because I'm like, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Like we get Capcom games. Like the heck we got Street Fighter five. We got Monster Hunter stories. Yeah. Like, so why didn't we get, why didn't we get that? Um, we didn't get Dragon. I think we got Dragon Ball Xenoverse two for switch. Um, okay. I know there's been some Switch games we did, we have gotten. Um, and, but I'm still, probably this week, hopefully we get the Mario Odyssey. Um, hmm. but yeah, but not having, like, how do you gonna send us Evil Within when it first came out, but not part two? And yeah. That's very weird. So. Yeah. But we're gonna move on, uh, <laughs> actually to the first part where we actually just talk about. Uh, Jesse, what's been in your arsenal? Well, I've been playing some stuff that's kinda either newer or that I haven't really been playing too often. I, I picked up, uh, Max the Curse of the Brotherhood again. I had bought, you know, got that a, a while ago and, and, it's pretty fun, kind of a little bit of a change of, you know, for platforming type games. You got the, you know, your marker thing that you can kind of uh, manipulate the world around you with and to try to solve puzzles and things like that. I don't know if you've ever played that before. Uh-uh, I haven't. No, it's a, it's it's actually pretty fun. It, it uh like, they've got some really cool, uh like... Like I think I think Met, was it Metroid maybe that I played once that kind of did something like I know a lot of games do it but they they have like one of those situations where you're kind of like running through an area and and things are like falling as you're walking on them and you kind of got to do everything really quickly and kind of you know almost like the action sequence type type things that you have in games where you got to push a button really quick when Mm -hmm. it flashes on the screen. But instead of doing that, you're just kind of doing everything. And it's got like this really cool, like cinematic feel to it as you're running through and everything's rumbling. And they've got like things, some pretty cool, like sections like that, where you're kind of running through stuff. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's definitely, if you haven't played it, it, it's definitely a game to try out if you if you like platformers and stuff like that. Oh, I do like the the side scrolling type stuff, and you you know manipulate. Like I said, you manipulate the the world and stuff to uh, to create pathways to get to certain areas and things like that. So it's it's uh, definitely you know a little bit different, a little bit of a twist on your regular platformer. And then I played uh, Halo Five a little yes. bit because I, I just just finally picked that up because I had played it before. Um, Did you ever beat it? What? 
No, I no, I've never. I I only had it for a little while because I had that. Uh, I used my uh, couple of days free or whatever of the the games pass. Oh, okay. And I downloaded it, but it's like almost like a hundred gig uh, game. It's a massive download. My Ooh. God. Yeah, it's it's like I think it's almost a hundred once you get all the updates and everything. I think it's almost a hundred gigs. Oh wow! Yeah, but um, I know it's at least uh, I think ninety for the regular game once it was downloading. I think it was ninety gigs. But um, yeah, I I only just kind of was playing the multiplayer mode at that at that time because I only you know like I only had a couple of day. Uh, free pass for the games pass and and you know it took a while to download and then and then when i did get it downloaded i you know only have the weekends really to try it so uh-huh. so i only really had two days to play it and so just was mostly playing multiplayer um but now i got it so now i can try the story mode and stuff but um and i you know you heard you guys talking about it a little bit and it sounds like it's mostly built to play as a group so maybe maybe that's something uh, in the near future that we could play as a group. Yeah, do as a pod, a, a pod and play or whatever. Yes, so. our Arsenal X pod and play. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I'll let you go ahead because I I've been playing Halo Five, uh, and I'll give my thoughts more thoughts about that. Uh, well, go ahead, it, Jesse. And then I played I played Destiny Two, obviously a little bit. And then I uh, picked up actually on Thursday or whatever. I picked up Flame in the Flood on Switch. Yeah, I was watching a trailer for that um, because you know what? Uh, I I seen people I seen it being mentioned, but um, I've never seen a trailer for that game, and I don't know yeah. if it was in an indie direct or anything like that. Yeah, I th- I'm almost sure I thought it was in one of them. I could have swore I seen it uh, in one of them, mm-hmm. but. Uh, like I'm like I'm not really big into country music, you know, like but they like I do like more of like folk music type stuff. Yeah. And and actually uh a band did a whole entire album for the the soundtrack for the game. Hmm. So so they actually I I I was on Groove or Spotify uh the other day which we'll, we'll t- we can talk maybe more about that later too. Um <laughs> They they had the uh, the whole album up then you know under the band's name or whatever, uh, the in the album is called Flame in the Flood, okay. and and it's it's really cool like the when it, when you're first playing the game and it first starts off they play the one song and there's lyrics in it as you're kind of floating down the water and yes. your your makeshift makeshift raft. And it, it works really well, the song to it. And it's, a, you know, just a chill kind of folk music. But uh, they do, you know, they have music all throughout it and stuff like. And it, like, it's kind of like that Gone Home or whatever, that, that game that you were playing yeah. last week. And they've got like really good sound effects of like the storms and stuff as they're rolling in and and things like that. But yeah, it's a you know a survival game, which I'm not super used to. I do play some games that have you know uh, the survival type stuff in it, but it's not like the main you know the main thing. So it's definitely a game that takes a little getting used to and trying to understand what you need to do and 
you know, and like try to figure out, you know, how, how you do things, like how you get water, how you, you know, cook things. There's certain ways, you know, you got to find materials to make things in order to be able to even hunt for your, to get food in the first place. And so there's a lot going on, but it, it's uh so it's definitely takes a lot of get you know learning yeah but it, it's i'm enjoying it so it, far so it looks like a survival management kind of game yeah it definitely is where like you know resource course getting resources because at one point you upgrade your raft uh it looks like uh to take more damage when you're hitting rocks in it looks like you're uh you only could go downhill i don't know if you could go up uh um, how do you no. how you do the water or anything? And I don't know if you go if you move from spot to spot or because it looks like you also do quests for people who are on the island or on that um area that you're in. Yeah, they're like from what I've found so far. Like, cause I I like when I first was playing it and started a, a game of it, I had no idea what I was doing, and so. Like when you're floating in the water, I didn't realize I forgot, like forgot at one point that you could press X to, to kind of get a boost, like, you know, kind of shoot off to the side when you're in the wrap. Cause yeah, you are, you're basically, you're going downstream and there's like rapids basically carrying you down. Yeah. And, and then when you die, it shows you how, how far down, uh, you went. Like in the in, but I was like literally missing all the different places, the stops where you could go to get stuff and all that because I wasn't using the boost to kind of try to shoot over to the side. So I there is a lot that I missed in the beginning, but I you know I was just kind of trying to still getting the feel for it and trying to figure out how the mechanics work and and all that kind of stuff. So so. so- when you get a game over, do you have to keep starting starting from the beginning of the game, or yeah, I, like- be- I believe so because because well, let's see, I can't remember now, but I I almost I'm almost certain that that you have to start over. I think because it, yeah, I think you did have to start over again. Okay. I can't remember, but because I don't know if it has like a save feature or anything to it. I don't remember now because I I only really got to play it a, like the one time I played it for a little bit, and because okay. I just you know I just didn't have a lot of time to to do it, and then this weekend you know with everything going on, so. Okay. But yeah, from from what I understand, I I think it's kind of like the a lot of those uh, survival games where you end up kind of. You know, like it doesn't seem like it's a really big game, mm-hmm. so it it seems like it would be one of those where you just kind of start over again. But okay. I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure though. I, I I'm not 100 percent sure. But, okay. Because if you're like me and you miss a whole bunch of those areas in the beginning, I don't know if maybe it just starts you back at the beginning again, but you've got certain things stay the same like your raft or something yeah you know like thing things that are bigger like that that you might spend a lot of time in in upgrading or changing but i guess i'll have to find that out for the for sure okay um anything else that that you've been playing or was that all um i think that's that's pretty much it okay 
Um, for me, uh, Switch, uh, Mario Rabbits. Um, I'm actually going to take that game out and put in Rayman Legends. <laughs> Ever since I brought that game, I haven't started playing it. Um, but I am going to be picking up a micro SD card and beginning some, uh, indie Switch games. Cause, um, found out that Yono and the Celestial Elephant is out. And, that game is right up my alley. The way that it looks and it being like almost a puzzle based game. And I forgot to buy one, uh, today, but I'm definitely, when I go to, uh, when I get off of work, I'm going to hit up Target or Best Buy and, uh, get an SD card, micro SD card, a big enough one, uh, so I can put it in and buy some more Switch indie games or start buying some Switch indie games, um, before I start working on my $50, $60 purchase of physical games. Um, moving on from that, PlayStation 4, I've been playing, uh, near Automata doing the boys, uh, storyline. So it's kind of working on that, but I'm about to start and switch it back to, um, Wolfenstein. Um, I want to play the, um, the uh, last one that came out in uh, New Order. I, w- I want to play both of those together, like back to back, because Wolfenstein 2 comes out uh, next Friday with Mario Odyssey on the 27th. So I kind of want to beat the game so I'm going to be prepared to that because I'm picking it up for PS4 for uh Wolfenstein 2 and then in March or whenever they release it next year I'm beginning it for Switch the show but that's that yeah bring keep bringing more games like this and I don't I don't care if the quality is not even up to standards and stuff be like if it runs and it's, there's no slowdown or it it doesn't crash and I could just play the game as much as I want to then yeah, I, I'll pay the $60 or whatever they'll charge for this game. And uh, that's all I care for. Uh, for Xbox One, um, play Stardew Valley. Started that up. Only played it for maybe two hours and then I took it out. Um, reason being is because I started on Halo 5. Uh, and I love this game. Halo 5 is way better than Destiny and Destiny 2 put together. I, I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, you might not care for the story, but the guns in the game, the battle, the, and the level design looks fin- phenomenal. Those cutscenes are fantastic, dude. Uh, I don't know if you started, uh, playing the, uh, the campaign yet. No. Oh, yeah. When you see that beginning intro, you're going to be like, wow. Like, a lot of their cutscenes, like, if they were removed and put into movie form, Microsoft could sell that for 20 bucks or $10. Like, the animation on that looks so good. Voice acting, is, of course, is very good. Um, just so detailed. Um, and the guns, the guns, kind of feel like Titanfall 2 in a sense. Like, they all have a purpose and you have to use whatever is in the area. So, you know, you can't stick to, like, if you use up all your animal for one gun and use all the animal for the other gun, you kind of gotta, like, get the enemies and, uh, uh, gun and do your best to survive. Cause I'm playing on, uh, I'm playing the game on normal. So, cause I'm gonna go back and play it on easy so I can do, like, the collectibles and stuff like that be able to search more but i kind of just want to play it 
and like just experience what the game has to offer. But that this Halo Five, I really have to give to give it to Three Four Three Studios on this game. You know, of course they had their problems that people said with the story and everything, but I'm not even bothered or mindful of the story. You know, it is what it. I think it is what it is to me. I think I'm having so much fun. Uh playing the game like doing the campaign then trying to focus in on the story because like what story besides metroid prime and besides titanfall 2 for me personally and max well max Payne is not really a first person shooter so i won't include that besides metroid prime and titanfall 2 a lot of first person stories don't matter to me now Medal of Honor, that reboot, that one sounds, that one was really good in its story and its gameplay. Uh, the sequel though was, it's, it's utter garbage. <laughs> Literally <laughs> utter garbage. But that Medal of Honor reboot from the story to within this gameplay, like, it was really good. It, it really was a big promise. I'm like, oh wow, they're E, all right, EA, you guys are back on the right track with a shooter. Cause Battlefield, Battlefield 3 was just horrendous too. I just hated that story. Um, but, uh, that's what I've been doing on Xbox One. Um, and I'll probably be getting, hopefully, once I get done with Halo 5, um, I made a list, uh, of games that I need to like literally beat for my system. Like I went through my, uh, I, I went through all of my install games that I had on my system that I haven't beaten yet. So I wrote them all down, made a list. They're in my Amazon tablet. So whatever game that I get, uh, when I beat it, I'm going to take it off the list and go down because <laughs> I have like about 42 games that I need to work on on my Xbox one. And I think I have like 65 on my PS4. And I actually thought to myself that I have more Xbox One to PS4. Cause, but of course I got a lot of flash sale games on PS4, like the indie ones. Yeah. So that adds more, but I normally buy more games on my Xbox One than I do PS4. Unless there's yeah. a sale going on. So. Yeah, that's, and I'm the same way. I think all together, uh, with the the games that could be in like I've gotten you know over time I get rid of some of them and and you know or whatever just mm. to free up space or or whatever you know because just some of them I just I'll just download them if I want to play them again kind of thing and yeah. like all together I've got well over two hundred games that I could be playing <laughs> on my Xbox yeah. so. So when people say, oh, well, you get an Xbox One, there's no games for it. It's like, uh, yeah, there's games there's for, games it. for it. Yeah. Um, there's plenty of games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last but not least, my 3DS, uh, been playing Steam World, Steam World Dig. Uh, I haven't, I never beaten that game, but, um, I got into more areas, uh, for it. So I am making progress. Hopefully I could beat that game so I could get Steam World 2 Dig. Uh, Steam World, uh, two on switch uh 
kind of want to get uh get that game um but that's pretty much what i've been playing uh i keep looking at my rare replay and i don't know if i should add that like i just put rare replay because if i had the games <laughs> on there there's like 30 some extra games and that's just gonna jump it up i'm like i don't got time for all of this for all these games yeah but, I, I keep on forgetting to to install it again because my uh my friend uh Pat came over and installed it one day and we were playing stuff on it. And then, um, I think I erased it at some point. And then, uh, I think he got another copy of it, like a, a digital copy or something of it. Mm-hmm. So now I got it. I have a copy of it. So I need to, I need to put that back on if I don't have them all on there and play that. I should play some of those games again. I love, I love a lot of those games on there. Yes, yes. But like I've I've been a fan since uh like uh, believe it or not one of my all-time favorite games on NES was always RC Pro Am. Uh Yes. You know the so like I used to love that game when it when when it came out and we would play it, you know, I'd play it at my friends all the time. Uh-huh. Because I didn't I didn't have an NES until I was a teenager, I think. But I, but I mean, you know, I always had friends who had it, so I didn't really need to buy one because we'd be over there all the time anyway. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, you know, what's the point in buying a system if you can play it whenever you want, basically anyways. So, you know, it was, but yeah, that was one of my favorite games always, uh, was RC Pro-Am. Yes. Well, everybody, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to get into some Arsenal news. So with that, we will be right back. Everybody, 
uh, getting into some arson news. So we're going to start up with a congratulations to Studio MDHR. Cuphead has reached, uh, 1 million sales. Um, the tough as nails 2D platformer that evokes the silent cartoon. <laughs> yes. That evokes the silent cartoon era of the pre two Western animation has, pa- has passed a milestone of 1 million copies sold in just two weeks. The game, which was released on Xbox One and PC on September 29th, initially showed up as part of a scissor reel of indie titles at Microsoft's 2014 E3 press conference since then it has made regular appearances at various trade shows with a shockingly beautiful art and animation making the wait seem like an eternity as far as indie titles go one million in two weeks is an unqualified success it indicates that the game resonated strongly with players um and this is coming from game informer but even they posted on their twitter page thanking everybody who have picked up the game for it um there are rumors that they might make a limited edition physical copy but we just don't know yet but yes uh, one million copies in two weeks congratulations to them like and i believe personally they uh they deserved it you know these people they mortgaged their houses took out a second mortgage to get this game done and look how they was rewarded and i think it's still selling well um across all platforms now uh this one million sale is definitely between xbox one pc uh well xbox one steam and windows 10 so we don't got the full breakdown of each how they did on each of them uh last we know that uh 330,000 of those copies were sold on steam alone but uh i think windows 10 and uh xbox one has also probably did the same thing so Congratulations to Studio MDHR. If you guys have not played Cuphead, I do recommend picking it up. Even if you don't own the Xbox One, but you got Steam or you care for getting it Windows 10, I say get it for Windows 10 because if you do decide to get an Xbox One, you could download it onto your system because it's one of the Play Anywhere titles. So yeah, uh, Jesse, of course you own Cuphead. So you're one of those 1 million, uh, <laughs> customers that helped them get to it. Uh, any, uh, any words that you want to say about this? Well, yeah, I, I just, you know, that's awesome. That's awesome to hear because yeah, when it, you all, you always, you know, you always want to success when it comes to a video game, you know, and a company that makes it. But yeah, like when they when they do like they did and go above and beyond to try to, you know, try to really make sure that that they're releasing a, a solid product and and you know and doing whatever they got to do because they believe in it that much. That it's always you know it's always good to see this kind of outcome and and hopefully you know like it will you know double the you know the amount sold will double you know pretty soon because i it's honestly it's one of those games where you know it really doesn't cost that much to buy it and if you have if you have something to play it on you definitely should own it and definitely should try it out and and you know you you might just even if it's not normally something that you play you might be uh surprised so because yeah i i just love the art the art in it is like i 
when I'm playing it, I, I get distracted because all the art and everything going on is just so awesome looking that, <laughs> that I'm not even really paying attention to what I'm supposed to be doing and too much attention to all the detail of, of everything that's around you. And it's just such a, a pleasing game to look at and watch. I could definitely see it, you know, like people, watching people play it because it just looks you know neat and you can actually really appreciate everything in it when you're not having to pay attention to what's you know while you're playing it and what's going on then so yeah well we're going to move on to our next story which is kind of a head scratcher but uh just hear hear me out on this one uh xbox head phil spencer doesn't like paying for console exclusive content uh, microsoft has had some exclusives over the years on xbox one but they haven't been lighting up the world they used to as forza gears of war and halo perform admirably but lose momentum as alluring exclusives the company has made headway with the for life exclusive cuphead as well as the currently console exclusive version of player unknowns battlegrounds despite this head of xbox phil spencer says he's not too pleased by the practice of exclusive gathering and this is what he told uh, GameSpot. I don't love the idea or practice of us paying so other platformer, platforms can't play or use a certain gun in a game or do a certain level. I know I say that in, X in Xbox history, DLC exclusivity windows with Call of Duty. I understand the fingers are pointing right back to Microsoft. I can only be who I am. It's not the best PR answer, but I don't like it. Uh, Spencer also talked about the games, uh, talked about to games, uh, games about, about Cuphead, which it saw as too good to pass up. When there are games that come along, Cuphead is a good example, and the team had certain ambition about what they wanted to go, uh, wanted to go do, he said. And together with them, we wanted to invest more. We saw more opportunity, and what that turned into was us having an exclusive game on our platform. That's a game that probably wouldn't have happened the way it did if we didn't invest the way we did. So it seems that more of like the DLC um uh, for Xbox Phil Spencer doesn't like. Um yeah. and I think that has happened because with Destiny, um you know, Sony got that uh exclusive content or DLC uh for some for some items for Destiny a year ahead of Microsoft, where vice versa, when Microsoft got some of the exclusive stuff for their DLC, it didn't take that long to show up on PS, uh, PlayStation 3 at that time yeah. during the 360 days. So, uh, what are your thoughts about this? I know people are saying, well, that's just, this whole thing is just a contradictory story and he's just contradicting himself. But, you know, does he have a right not to like this practice or anything? Yeah, I, I, I honestly like from and what I take away from it too is I I don't I don't think I don't think he really cares for the exclusive you know exclusive stuff like it sounds like he's almost not a big fan of the exclusive stuff in general mm -hmm. like like I mean I, I maybe I misunderstood like the, what what he was saying but with the cuphead it, like it almost sounded like he kind of wished that 
that they that you wouldn't just they wouldn't just be making money from Microsoft that they that they would be able to get it from the you know get sell their game on other systems I don't know maybe I heard that wrong but well it, it seems that when there is a when there's just a console uh, a game that belongs to one console and they keep it exclusive to that console. He doesn't like make he doesn't like making that big decision moves. But you know, you yeah. understand why it happens, but he just yeah. doesn't like it. Um Yeah. So and, in other words in other words, it's kinda like goes hand in hand with like the way that he just comes off as like not like wanting to be like wanting unity in in all the councils mm-hmm. and not, you know, not trying to uh be cutthroat and you know and and uh attacking you know each other all the time and you know like actually let the people who make games be able to make money for the products that they make yeah which you know is kind of a bummer yeah they they'll maybe get a nice chunk of money from microsoft for being an exclusive for them but does that still mean that they that they wouldn't have you know that they're gonna make more than what they would have if they would have been on all the systems, and I and I you know him you know you he used to be a creator or whatever so so if he you know he probably has that idea that if you know like it's kind of a bummer to only be stuck on one system because. A, you know, only the people that have that system are going to be able to play it. And mm-hmm. B, uh, that company is only going to make money from that one, you know, that one or two places. So it, you know, PC and, and Xbox. So, you know, I, I think, I think that's kind of, uh, big of him to, uh, to say that, you know, cause that's not, that's not exactly something that you want to hear from a business that, yeah, we don't really, really want to like competing with other people. We would like our products to be able to, you know, go other places and not just from us. You know? right. So, you know, but. And, and, that, but, yeah. and that kind of happened even with Ori and the Blind Forest that it's stuck on, uh, it's it's stuck on Steam. I think it's on Steam. Yeah, it's on Steam and it's on Xbox One only. Like that's lifetime exclusive or the yeah. Blind Forest. So, because yeah. uh, it kind of works in all for all three systems. Hear me yeah. out. You know, uh, Bayonetta two being on Wii U, people thought that wouldn't do well, but it it really did do well for Nintendo and for uh Platinum. Um. We we just get said put uh you know Cuphead being uh a million sales and even though that's on like you said PC and on Xbox um you know it's it really is connected to Microsoft's uh system but they still allow uh the company to put that game on Steam. Um, yeah. Undertale is only on PlayStation Four for consoles. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah, it made some, it made its money on PC, but you, if you want, uh, want it on any kind of console, you only could get it on PlayStation 4. Like, we don't know if they're bringing it to Switch or we don't know if they're bringing it to, uh, 
to uh, Microsoft platforms. You know, Axiom Verge seemed that way at one point that it was only going to be on PlayStation 4 and PC. There was no notice of that game was going to be successful enough to even come to other platforms. So yeah. I can understand why. And even with Nintendo now, with some of their indie titles, they'd be like, it's going to be exclusive first on Nintendo, but it'll also come to other platforms. Uh, yeah. You know, there are some games that are, that some of these indie games that's only going to be on Nintendo because no one's going to look at them or even pick them up on Microsoft or PlayStation 4. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, systems. And to be honest with you, you know, PlayStation was so heavy into indie games, even Microsoft, that like kind of everything switched for console exclusive, uh, content. You know, it looks like now that Nintendo is really into indie games and getting games probably exclusively on their con, on their console first before it goes to anything else. Um, yeah. And, well, I was, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, and I think I think that's kind of like the way I would almost like to see it go is just every game be available for all systems at some time, mm-hmm. at some point in time. But, you know, they could, you know, exclusive just be with the system first for a while and then be able to go everywhere else just because it would be good you know, good for the company that made the game as well. And like, you know, like, a, like kind of like what's happening right now with, uh, with the Minecraft, you know, it's, it's owned by Microsoft. It's a Microsoft product, but it can yes. be played on all the other systems. Now, not only is Microsoft, you know, it's it's nice for everyone who wants to play it on other systems that don't have an Xbox. But at the same time, it's nice for Microsoft because they're still getting a chunk of that money. Right. E- even though it's being sold on other systems. And and I don't see why, you know, like from a money, st- like a, a business standpoint, it seems like it would be better that even if it is a game that's owned by Sony, like technically because they, you know, they own the rights to it or whatever, and it's an ex- exclusive to their system, you know, a game like that, wouldn't they still make money off of one of those games, even if it is on another system? Well, like if Sony, well, or well, is it? Uh, with with Sony, they wouldn't make that much money off of other console games uh being uh or off their console games being on other platforms uh if if it's a if it's a major game if it was an indie title that uh some indie company was making and Sony brought the rights to it to distribute because that's what happened with micro with uh minecraft microsoft brought brought the rights in that whole ip uh yeah. from the guy for one billion dollars so yeah they're for right now uh they're recuperating all that money that they spent for that game you know yeah. he yeah. i don't know if he's getting any uh residuals or what the contract is but they fully now own Minecraft and it was smart for Microsoft to be like, you know what we, the only way that we're going to get money from this game is that it's on 
everything that you could under the sun that you could play it on. Heck, if yeah. you could play this on your microwave or your on your toaster, on a tambourine that you get that you play and beat around that church, if you could do anything <laughs> to get Minecraft to work and it sells, they are going to put it on that way for it for it to be sold and they could play. Because th- think about it, you got Minecraft on mobile, on PC. Uh, mobile is my, actually tablet too. Uh, PC, you got it on 3DS, new 3DS right now. You got it on Switch. You got it on Wii U. You got it on PlayStation 3. You got it on PlayStation 4. You're going to Xbox 360 and Xbox One. Right there alone is nine platforms for this <laughs> game. They're sold yeah. at, they're sold at different prices, but that's recuperating money that Microsoft spent out for that game. And it just continues to grow. Yeah. You know, even with the, yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, well, that's what I was thinking, but I guess, yeah, it would probably be difficult for, uh, for them to just buy, like buy the rights to like every single, uh, game that's, that's exclusive. Mm -hmm. But, but I was thinking, you know, like if there was, yeah, if there was a way that they can, you know, certain games that would only be on one system, if they could, you know, ma- make up some kind of contract where, where the, they would get a chunk of it, of that money. Mm-hmm. But, but then the, the company that makes the game would all, would get a majority chunk of the money. Like, but they would still, get money from it being sold on other consoles and and not make it exclusive. If if Sony was to get do an exclusive contract with an indie developer developer uh for Sony to distribute that game onto other platforms, um Sony would have to actually buy the whole IP first because yeah. they're not going to put they're not going to put their property on other uh platforms yeah like they don't want nintendo to sell out sell more than a playstation 4 version that's just that just for sony themselves that doesn't make a business sense and that's why i think a lot of people when a lot of people said nintendo need to put their uh their ips on other platforms because it would sell be like no why you think their ips stay on a nintendo platform because it sells the people yeah. who want that game to sell, it needs to sell for their own platform first before anything else. Now, yeah. it was a smart idea for Microsoft to put Minecraft on other platforms because with, with Sony, yeah, you know, that's for the Sony fan base. But everybody was just like, this should have been on Nintendo first than anything else. Yeah. So when Microsoft finally decided to put it on Nintendo and definitely with the crossplay, hopefully, you know, crossplay has been helping it, uh, actually, you know, been purchased more. That's a, that's a better deal and a better understanding on Microsoft parts, uh, on yeah. part. So I can understand where, where Phil Spencer is coming at with this. And he yeah. knows that, yeah, we did it too back in the past. But even yeah. though we did it, 
for business purposes, for me personally, I don't like it. I just like you said, he wished that everybody could play a game on every platform that they can. But sometimes yeah. that's how things go. I mean, you know, so yeah. I, I think sometimes a console needs an exclusive game from an indie developer. If that company, if that publisher or uh, that first party believe in that game, they're going to do their best to promote it and market and maybe even step in and help get that game developed. Yeah. Well, it, and that's what it almost feels like for, uh, um, for an indie developer mm-hmm. when, when you're an exclusive to one system, it's kind of like, I look at it as a way as a, as a stepping stone to say, okay, let's, this is kind of almost like a trial run of the game where, where we'll, you know, like you just, you know, just distribute it for one system, see how it does. And then if it does really well, then you kind of can, you know, a lot of the times go off and bring it to other systems. Yeah. But you, you don't want to make a ton of copies for every single system and it not do well, because then that's all that money that you, that you would have spent on all those systems and didn't make anything. Right. So I can it, see, you know, from that, that aspect where, where it's definitely, it's, you know, being exclusive to a system for, for a while, you know, with a newer game or something that, you know, that people aren't really quite, you know, don't know a lot about that company mm-hmm. that it's kind of a, it's kind of just a nice opportunity to, to, test the waters and see you know see where things will go and i i don't know because uh, axiom fresh i think nintendo helped them help him meet another company to do the port for the nintendo version um okay but I don't know how that all goes about. Uh, so yeah. I, I might not have the right information. I know, I think somehow Nintendo was evolved getting Axiom Verge on their console and getting, or if not Nintendo, I think Dan Alderman helped, uh, Tom Hap, uh, get with a company to help them port that game to, uh, Wii U because it, I think it came to Nintendo platform before it went to even Xbox. So, uh, yeah. so, um, but yeah, uh, we're going to move on though. Uh, Microsoft confirms that connect adapters would not be free for Xbox One X. Uh, okay. Uh, Xbox owners who upgraded from their original model to the Xbox One S might have been confused what they would do with Connect 2.0 on the new system, but were offered a free USB adapter by Microsoft. Aaron Greenberg, the head of Xbox Game Marketing, confirmed that this program would not be in place for the Xbox One X when it released next month. Uh, he said it in a response on Twitter that the promotion to get an adapter for your Connect has ended, indicating that it would not be reinstated for anyone moving up to an Xbox One X. Uh, the Xbox One launched with the Connect 2.0 in 2013, betting heavily on the camera's mass appeal to audience. Looking at Jesse Douglas, turns back <laughs> the story. The extra cost ended up forcing Microsoft to remove the Connect from later bundles, drop most software support for it, and then eventually start de-emphasizing its use in the Xbox One's operating system. The adapter itself, for those who want to bring their Connect forward to the Xbox One X, is still available from the Microsoft Store and other electronic retailers for $39.99. Uh... I'll let you speak about this because I have no words <laughs> about this. 
Yeah, it's that's uh, it's kind of BS in my opinion. I like. I guess, like, I guess for me, but but at the same time, I understand why they're doing it, because if they were to put, like, if they were to put the uh, adapter in the box, would be really stupid for them to do. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, like so, having some kind of promotion where, like, even even if it took some time to get one, like if you bought. You buy an the One X, and let's say they've got like a coupon thing in there, inside the box that that you have to send in, or whatever, or trade in. You know, like when you go to a store and get it physically, you could give them that. So then only the people who absolutely need one, yes, are the only one getting one. That would be fine, and just you know, don't make you know massive amounts of them you don't have to like overproduce them or anything but just some you know some kind of way to not not spend too much on cost because i i can see kind of where where they're coming from is uh so many people complained about about the connect like no one felt like they needed one and and so i'm guessing they probably thought well so many people complained that they didn't want it with you know bundled with the Xbox in the first place so you know why why even bother you know having it moving forward be you know something that we still try to to support or whatever <clears throat> and it sucks for people like me who still use it all the time but at the same time you don't want to make a whole bunch of these adapters and put them in every single you know, bundle and they just basically be garbage that someone throws away anyway. So, I mean, I, you know, I can see from that, that point of view Mm -hmm. why it's kind of dumb to include it. But, but, but at the same time, I, I guess maybe they just don't make a lot of them. Like, like I was saying, and that's why they are expensive. Like maybe they only make a few of them. I don't know. I I I just don't I don't I don't agree with that that pricing. I think that's kind of BS. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a I, little too pricey. I I say if they were going to do it, offer it for $10. Yeah. Yeah, you or know? even 15. Even 15 or yeah. like uh, I think I think even 19.99 is fine because usually like you know like with the Switch or something, I believe if you want to get a Nintendo uh, a Nintendo brand uh, charger plug. Aren't they like 19 bucks, 20 bucks? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Like usually it seems like like around 19.99 or so is, is like usually what you pay for like a, like some kind of branded plug or something like that. But did you say they were 39.99? 39. Like 40 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like twice as much as what, what it should cost in my opinion. But yeah, you know. But then again, what do I know? <laughs> but I don't know. It just it just seems a little too pricey. Yeah. But then again, I I have an issue with them charging the eighty ninety bucks for the for a dock for the switch too. So, <laughs> like, but you, I but, don't know. I but just I think that has more purpose, I, and that's yeah. more for in case if you know 
you're going to be in different rooms. And instead yeah. of you unhooking your dock and keep unhooking and moving around, it's a good option, you know, just to be like, hey, maybe you do have a game room. Let me hook it up there. Or, you know, instead of me, I have to go downstairs or upstairs to go, you know, hook it up to the dock and stuff. Um, maybe just going to like, oh, I'm in the living room. There go, there go extra dock. Bam, sit it down. Cause like me and my mom, we both have switches. And if, uh, my nephew is playing, uh, uh, playing, uh, his, the switch and, you know, uh, and he doesn't want, and I need something and I just get in the house and I'm just like, only got 10 minutes, maybe 10 or 20 seconds. I don't want to rush into my room where the dock is like for my mom's is like actually closer to me in another room. Like before <laughs> I even hit my room, I'll be like, you know what? I'll just charge it on her dock at least for two minutes, take it off and then go to my room and charge it, to, charge it <laughs> on the rest. You know, it, that, that stuff could happen, but it, it's just like, it's available. It's there for yeah. anyone yeah. who wants it. And if you got yeah. multiple TVs and multiple rooms, you know, that may say sometimes and may, you know, be like people don't have to fight for different switches. I mean, dots yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And, so, yeah, I, I mean, so I guess back, back to like, you know, the, the topic, I'd, it's, it's, I'm not really a fan of that price that they've got on it, but yeah. at the same time, them not in, including it, I guess whatever, you know, it's, it, they were trying to save cost on, you know, on that one particular thing, putting it in, you know, installing it, you know, inside of it and they, you know, give you a different option. You know, I, I guess at least they're giving you an option at all to be able to support it, you know, use it still. But, but yeah, I, I guess I don't really care too much about the, you know, have, having to get something and it not coming with it, but I don't agree with that price. I guess is the only thing that I have an issue with. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Well, um, we're going to get into our final story, which a Microsoft announces four Xbox One S bundles. Um, these bundles are going to have uh different games in them, and one is a starter bundle. Uh which I believe doesn't come with no games, but comes with uh, just the three months of Xbox Live Gold and I think three months of Xbox Game Pass. Um, each of them are going to be the 500 gigabyte one. Uh, they're going to have the Xbox One S, uh, the sit like the white system, a uh, controller, and uh, some time trial vouchers. Uh, and they're going to sell for 279. Um, the other bundles are going to be Minecraft. Rocket League and Halo. Now you have to uh, check the story out, which you guys can find these stories on GameInformer.com. Um, the Minecraft bundle is going to have Minecraft, Minecraft Story Mode Season One, Episodes One to Eight, and Minecraft Explorers Pack. That's going to be available everywhere. But Rocket League, which is going to have the Rocket League game, is not going to be available in the U.S. or Canada. Um, the Halo bundle is only going to be available in the U.S. only at Walmart. Uh, 
And the Halo bundle has Halo 5, Guardians, and Halo the Master Chief Collection. Oh, that's nice. Yes. That's actually pretty sweet. Yes. So, uh, if you guys, you know, decide to get one of these, um, check out for the Halo one at Walmart. If not, you could probably even get the starter pack one. and be able to download those games because they're available for at least three good months for live and game pass. So that's pretty good. If you decide to do that, um, or you could just like still buy the starter pack or, um, go to GameStop and get the game used, you know, for cheap. So, uh, yeah, but that is going to be coming in. Uh, they'll release that and more information in the coming weeks about it. Um, anything about that, uh, Jesse or, um, the only thing I, all I can think of is I wish I had money (laughs) (laughs) because like I, you know, I, I love, I love my, uh, original Xbox one, Mm -hmm. but but um i just more and more i think about it i just i want to upgrade you know and i obviously would like to upgrade to a uh a 1 you know x mm-hmm. but i guess i don't know i maybe maybe next year if it if it happens it's going to probably be like the end of ne- like a year from now <laughs> <laughs> so Okay. Or maybe even two years from now, who knows? But I do eventually want to upgrade. I just don't right now. I just don't foresee having money for it. But but it definitely that that's uh those are some pretty so- good sounding bundles. Now the the Minecraft one that's just a regular Xbox bundle. It's not the actual Minecraft uh design bundle. Right. It's not that one. Okay. It's just the white. Oh, okay. It's all the white okay. ones. So okay. Okay. Well, everybody, that's been our Arsenal news. Uh, we're going to take another break and then we got a special Arsenal exchange for you guys. <laughs> and with that, we will be right back. Thank you. 
And we are back. So, uh, for our special Arsenal Exchange, Mr. Jesse Douglas will be introducing it. He will actually be hosting this conversation. So, Jesse, <laughs> what do you have for us? All right. Uh, I was actually talking with my friend Ben a little bit about this a uh, couple of days ago, and you, it kind of worked out nice. You, you asked me uh, earlier, you're like, you know, if you want to pick something for this last thing. And so we had like a, a pretty good discussion about it and, and, you know, it's kind of explaining. So I'll, I figured it would be perfect for, uh, for the podcast. So my question that I have is, uh, should upgrading graphics and frame rate be the focus on the future of gaming or should we look to other things? And so, I'll let you uh, say what you think about that. Okay. Um, yes. Uh, because of uh, graphic ability being improved, um, creators are able to tell stories and be able to do interesting things, do different art styles. Uh, a lot of people don't expect that games could be diverse in this art in this work if you look at wind waker or jet set radio um if you look at okami if you look at uh mass effect or even mortal Kombat when it first came out if you look at street fighter going to street fighter alpha um like uh you could see different art styles from sprite based to 3d modeling uh to even digitized and without having improved uh, ability to produce graphics or and frame rate, frame rate is always important also. If you don't have these things in place for consoles, for the, that next generation of consoles, gaming itself cannot improve. Everything will start looking the same and dated. So we we as gamers need the uh, publishers or first party, I should say to, and do what they can to allow developers and indie developers to be able to, um, be able to create games in a graphic style that is going to be, uh, doable on that platform. You know, who wants to play Gears of War still in 8-bit at at a slow frame rate? Like, if we would have kept that since the 80s, gaming would have died a long, a long time ago because that means that arcades will still be reigning supreme right now and we would just be still playing games that could probably tell interesting stories and we'll probably good, get good 8-bit music, but we wouldn't have a better experience because we are on the same uh line of gaming. So it would just produce boredom if they didn't focus on that. Uh, frame rate is definitely important because we don't, you know, we need games to have a steady frame rate uh, and it can be able to improve. Now, if we wanted janky frame rate and stuff like that, we probably still would have been playing Atari games still to this day. 
And we experience what a bad game could be with when it has bad frame rate. You know? So, and, and, so if we had improved graphics, but yet bad frame rate, then what is going, what is the purpose of even buying a next gen system? Like if I'm still getting better frame rates on past system, which with better, with, last gen graphics and I buy let's say a 4k uh Xbox One X and their frame rate is only like 15 to 20 uh frames per second and I want to play Forza 7 <laughs> how would that look playing a 20 frame for uh um uh, FPS uh, uh you know frames per second how would that look in 4k that would look kind of gross be like yeah i'm speeding wait the cars are are slower than double dash and mario kart wait what (laughs) like who wants that as uh as a gamer and definitely when we have to pay all this money for this new tech so we need so we need our publishers and our first parties to focus on when they bring out a next gen system that they do focus on graphics and they do focus on frame rate you know yes nintendo could do nintendo was smart on how to get the best out of low powered stuff like they're tech wizards yeah you know microsoft and sony we need the best power the best graphics Okay, so why the heck that Destiny Two looks still looks empty? Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's kind of like like I put like when I was thinking of this question, I I still didn't quite capture ex- exactly everything that I'm kind of trying to get at in it, mm-hmm. but but like my kind of where I'm coming from with this is is like the frame rates and graphics you know should be very important to you know to moving forward yes but but at the same time i feel like uh the like this for it's like we're finally getting games at 1080p to be running at 60 frames per second and look really good and all that and then all of a sudden uh, then they start wanting to jump to 4k and I and I look at 4K as being that other thing that they're paying attention to instead of the graphics and the frame rate. Because at this point right now, I feel like the difference between 4K and 1080p is somewhat noticeable, but it, it's not really that important to me. Like, I'd rather they have a game running at 60 frames per second instead of it being in 4k because a lot of the times now you know we see where these games are running at 4k but they're only 30 frames per second because the system can't handle you know pushing pushing the you know some games at 4k and 60 frames per second so i would i would rather them stay at 1080p and push a game at 60 frames per second or even heck if they if they could even push it 
that more than 60 frames per second at 1080p versus going to 4K. Well, I'd rather they do that. But. Well, the thing, the thing with 4K is that they're trying to, uh, you know, guarantee that this is the next step of gaming. So they're trying to jump, yeah. you know, start it early and jump into it. The problem yeah. with it though is that when everybody, when even with uh, OX and Phil Spencer saying true 4K gaming, well, upscaling a game or uh, whether it's present, new release, or it's past, upscaling it to 4K, it I feel like it's not true 4K gaming because yeah. when you bring the game out. When you install it, it should already be 4K ready. Meaning yeah. that when you start the game, you don't need a 50 gig patch to put in a 4K. Yeah. It, yeah. It's already on the disc. Now, yeah. because 4K TVs, our parties are starting to come down in price. You could buy a 1080p TV for reasonable prices. So yeah. whether you hook up a PlayStation 3 or Xbox 360 or Wii U, you know, for some games, you will get 1080. You still might get 30 frames per second or a little bit faster. I, uh, I was reading an article about, uh, uh, frames per second or frame rate is that some of our minds can't handle a lot of what we see on TV. So if a kid yeah. is playing something past 60 frames per second, their yeah. minds are too young to handle it. So yeah. that might, you know, that might give them seizures or that might, you know, something might yeah. affect their health or anything. So that's why they yeah. can go past 60 frames per second. Yeah. That's why when you play something like Titanfall 2, uh, and why, you you play that and then you play Destiny and you feel why this Destiny is slow compared to Titanfall 2 being, you know, fast. They both could be running at, they're both running at 1080p, but they're just both running at a different frame rate. Yeah. You know, and they both have their reasons. Some of them say that when it's at 30 frames per second, is they're able to keep a steady frame. So uh, sometimes when you're playing a game, uh, and I, I, it's not digital foundry. It might be, or tech review. It was, I got to find out what, uh, what YouTube ch channel it is that sometimes they'll, they'll show a game. Um, mighty number nine, they okay. showed, they showed it. Uh, they did a breakdown of frames per second, of what it does when you're at certain parts of that level on certain systems. So okay. they showed all of that. So they did a, a breakdown like that. Um, okay. When you play something with a different frames per second, um, like we know Switch could be able to, I, I personally feel like Switch can handle Titanfall, Titanfall 2. Cause if it's playing, if it's handling Doom and people are just like, this not might be, this, it might not be th super fast as Doom is, uh, on Xbox One and PS4, it still feels like Doom and it still runs good. If they could do that same thing with Titanfall 2 and they was able to do that on Switch, 
frame rate wouldn't even matter. I think a lot of people would just be happy that that game came to that console, you know? Yeah. And frame rate is important to us. And why people feel like we need everything at 60 frames per second is because we're seeing this game run faster instead of the whole it moving at 30 at a slower pace. You know, when you get attached to stuff moving faster, um, compared to something moving a little bit slower, you feel that dread of, oh, why won't this game catch up? And you feel like, why can't this developer make this game faster? They feel like when you play a game at 30 frames per second and it feels slow and a little tiresome, it's just like, you guys are, you guys should know that this game should be running faster. But you decided not to. And a lot of people don't realize that sometimes, uh, when frames drop, that affects the gameplay itself. So that's why sometimes they try to keep it at a steady frame rate with less drops. So maybe Destiny 2 being at 30 frames per second, if it, if it, it was able to stay at 30 throughout the whole game and you don't get no slowdown with a whole bunch of enemies come onto it, they would take that over them putting it in 60 and then when the whole enemies come, it drops down to 45 and it affects the yeah. gameplay. Yeah. And then I guess one last kind of, uh, section of, of the question that, mm-hmm. to, to end it is, uh, do you, do you think, uh, do you think that we should be looking to like, like maybe moving to paying more attention to VR and things like that? Uh, ver- just cause I feel like, I feel like with the systems, you know, I don't know what the plan is moving forward with, with Sony. Obviously they're going to have to release another box to kind of catch up to, one X, mm-hmm. but do you do you think we've kind of hit a wall? And this is kind of tied into the you know into the main question. Do you think we've kind of hit a wall to upgrade? You know, and be able to really push for better graphics and and better frame rate and stuff like that with games. Uh, you know, are we kind of at a wall for a little while to be able to move closer to that? 60 frames per second on 4k I don't, and stuff like that i don't think we hit a wall i i think we didn't hit a wall consoles haven't hit a wall developers hit a wall because okay. developers have not created anything aside for what works for them yeah what i mean is ea Activision, just those two for examples. None of them has ever did any kind of different art style or tore any different different kind of story like Nintendo does. What art style has EA or Activision has done that deals with yarn, clay, uh, cell shaded? Uh, the 
stuff that like the Paper Mario, uh, Paper Mario series, even like, even with Stick Star. Like, though, like, develop, third party developers, big third party developers haven't did anything like that. You know, Konami did it with this license games for arcades, but they, those games never came out to, uh, console. And when you play a lot of these third-party games, all of them look and feel the same because no one on their art team has tried to do anything on whatever engine they use to produce a different art style. So when we try to look forward to uh, the next console, guess what? It's only going to be maybe a step or half a step of it looking better. Now, this is not comparing it to PC because PC, the graphics cards are always evolving. So depending on how much money you're going to put in or when you'll get that graphics card, that's up to that person. But for consoles, a lot of develop third party, Western third party developers they get they get set into doing something just so sane that if they try anything outside the room, the first thing they believe they think of is failure. Well, you never know failure until you tried it. Some of the stuff that that third party has a market that you that are the same same things that haven't end up not selling well and used to get their developer that uh, developer closed or moved to different departments. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, when we get the one X and when we get PlayStation five, you know, those both could be, you know, the best looking consoles with certain games, but no one is going to take, no one of the third party developer is going to take advantage of those systems with different art styles and their graphics. You know, Anthem looks beautiful for a cutscene rendered game at this point because we're going to look at Anthem and when it comes out, we're going to look at it on OX. There's going to be comparisons. We're going to mm-hmm. look on it for a PlayStation Pro. There's going to be comparisons. And they may look good and look dandy, but if people are still talking about Wind Waker HD, Wind Waker, and even HD on how still that looks good, and it's kind of hard to do any comparisons for that game, and then we look at Anthem, and let's say Anthem comes out, let, let's say PlayStation 5, and it's just, uh, the colors are just more crispier. I'm like, it's only colors. They didn't do nothing with the graphic style. This is not a cell shaded game. This is not a puppet looking game. Okay. So um, I'm sorry, everybody. So Sony only thing, only art style they did besides having that same, same look on graphics is, um, uh, uh, Big Little Planet. Uh, uh, not Big Little Planet. Um, Little Big Planet. Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, that's the only one that they have done outside of it. 
for Xbox, yes, we talked about Cuphead. That's a great example of a different art style that hasn't been done that we haven't seen in games. That's a breath of fresh air. You, for me, for me personally, as a person who loves art, you know, I've, if I had to make a, a jump into art styles, I would talk about Wind Waker and Jet Set Radio. You know, Jet Set Radio kind of being the first of Cell Shade and Wind Waker kind of perfecting that on GameCube. Okami, uh, I keep going back to Okami because, uh, it's a Yuki, uh, uh, Yuki print or something like that, uh, Uki print, something like that. Uh, that's never been done before. That hasn't, you know, that really hasn't been done. Uh, on Sega Genesis, there was Comic Zone and then Vector Man. Like those two were different graphical styles. Haven't been done. I, I mean, yeah, well, there's a game called Boss on Super Nintendo <laughs> Sega Genesis. It's like, uh, but I mean, you even got sprite based games on, on SNK for Neo Geo that all looked different, you know, giving you arcade quality in their graphics. You know, it was a little bit detailed, uh, Mortal Kombat being digitized characters and kind of up to Mortal Kombat 3, it was a little bit better. You know, uh, Killer Instinct was a different style. We talked, uh, me and Corey talked about Dunga Kong Country, uh, before Tropical Freeze and even Star Fox. Like you could see in those graphics with, 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 what they had. But, you know, going for Kami Wind Waker, um, look what other games that we got on, like, look at Wii. We got Kirby's, uh, Kirby Yarn. Uh, you know, that was the first time any company has made a game that deals with yarn. And then Yoshi's Woolly World just <laughs> knocked it out the box <laughs> where everybody was just like, I want that yarn Yoshi. <laughs> and I got my yarn Yoshi. I'm so happy. Uh, <laughs> but the game looks like it was done in yarn. Kirby's, uh, and the Rainbow Curse looks like claymation done right. Clay Fighter is a different thing, but Rainbow Curse looks like this game looks like it was made out of clay. And there's been no other developer that's done that in a long time. If yeah, you... and I, oh, go ahead. Jesse. I was gonna, I was gonna say, I think that, I think that's just it though, is that like, as, as the, the, uh, councils, you know, get, try to go for better graphics and try to go for more power and they've kind of lost that because, mm-hmm. you know, you like, like one of the main reasons that when I, you know, back in the day, I loved PlayStation and PlayStation 2. Because they had so many, you know, different kinds of unique styles, but I think it was because of that lack of power. You know, it wasn't like a PC, so so they had to uh, to make do with the power that that they could supply with the systems at that time. And since um, Nintendo has always been, you know, behind in in power, they've always kind of had to really push their, uh, you know, what they're running in it. 
And so they, you know, would be able to do those more unique, you know, style games and still have it look nice, but at the same time, you know, not not be running as much power to get it to look nice because some of those, you know, those styles don't aren't as demanding. Yeah, and it just shows you um, how less power can make you more creative. And this is mm-hmm. not just, this is not indie games. This indie games are a whole different thing because that's a whole different engine they gotta run on, optimization, all of that. That's all different. But when it comes to consoles and stuff, me and Corey had this talk about how Naughty Dog, how their games just look and feel the same. Mm-hmm. Nothing about their games looks special. Their environments looks colorful. Okay, that's a, that's nice. But they all look the same. They all run on whatever engine they decide to use, and it all looks the same. I didn't like Unreal Engine 4. When they when uh Epic showed that off, I was just like, this looks like this doesn't look right. Like the lava looks like like jello like mixed with a watery version of toothpaste like this doesn't look watching the first trailer of unreal engine 4 and then looking at square enix luminous engine those are two separate things that luminous engine is phenomenal and i completely it blew Unreal Engine 4. So to see that Final Fantasy at 15 is running on Unreal Engine 4, I'm just like, what happened to your Luminous Engine? Because y'all put up a picture where you had to make the viewers see which one is real and which one is fake. Like, they took an environment, I think, with a car in it, too, and they designed that to the T, and you had to look at the picture to tell which one was real and which one was fake. <laughs> oh, which one was real, which one was running on the luminous engine. So, un- until developers start thinking outside the box of creating different games with different uh artwork styles... It doesn't matter how powerful the system is going to be if your game still looks dated like past systems. I think that's why, I think that's why Square Enix, I feel right now, has kind of, has kind of realized that and split their business into a whole different way of thinking of doing games. Where you will have that big Final Fantasy movie quality but then you get something beautiful and intimate and kind of heartwarming with I Am Setsuna and Lost Fear. There's something about uh, Project Octopath that says 16-bit meets modern gaming. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and yes, that's coming to Switch, but everybody who's playing, who played it was just like, this feels Right. And I think that's why Bravely Default, a game like that, wouldn't do wonders on a PlayStation 4 or Xbox One X. Mm-hmm. 
if it was made now and it was just big and lavish. I think the, sometimes a lot of developers put so more, so much polish and focus on a game looking beautiful that they forget on what a game should play like or story or focusing on music. You know, the, the bits that make a game come together to make it such an enjoyable experience that we are entertained and that we end up loving it. You know, me and Corey were going back through Gears of War 4. And look at it, looking at it now, when I was playing it at his house on his Samsung TV, I, I was like, the lighting looks good on this game. And I think that's why I, I look at Halo 5 and I'm just like, this game looks beautiful and it plays well. And so if, if Microsoft kid, Microsoft with OX, you know, going forward after they release their games, I know that they're trying to make it where you can play their game on anything. And some people wonder where, where they make a, a game that's going to be a console exclusive. I'm just like, right now they can't do it. And in fact, they really can't do it at all because they got to stick to their promise unless they give us a good reason on why they need to do it. Cause when we see when after, after OX is released, once we see um games come on that system, that's it. Everything that they show for next E3 is running on OX and 4K. Cuz they want to show you the best of not what that that system could do, but attract you to do your gaming on their system because this is what they're presenting in that nature. And some, but you know, for us as well, I'm, I'm a universal gamer. I'm, I'm a big Nintendo fan at heart. Trust me. I, everything, I put Nintendo over Microsoft and Sony PlayStation, but I love talking about video games. I'm the host of Arsenal X. I play Xbox games, not for the show because I love some of the stuff that Microsoft has provided this console generation. But I play PlayStation 4 also because they offer something also. And I find different experiences with different games and different graphics. But I will fully defend Nintendo over Microsoft and PlayStation. I will, I fully, Jesse, you have heard my optional opinion and you have heard me on on other podcasts defend Nintendo to the, to the fullest and still defend Nintendo. Yeah, and I'm and I'm and I'm kind of the same way, honestly, because I, you know, back in the day I played Sega and all that. Mm-hmm. But but when it comes down to it, like Nintendo is is right now is the place you go to to get, you know, unique experiences for the most part. I you know I I'm a big Xbox fan mainly because I you know I like the system and how everything is set up and how their you know their online and all that is set up and yes like just their whole platform of how things run is is my favorite as far as you know because i i do do a lot of online stuff and and my opinion xbox is the best place to go for the online portion of gaming but if but if you want you want experience nintendo is definitely the place to go and like i'm 
like I know I know a lot you and Corey are both excited for it too. I'm just as excited as you are, Ed, but like as much as I love Zelda and I love, you know, uh Mario and and all those kinds of things. I am actually my biggest reason that I l- wanted a new, you know, the Switch is because I can't wait to see what the new uh Pikmin game is going to be uh, like. Cuz <laughs> cuz P- Pikmin is it's Zelda is a very close like I, I almost can't pick. I can't even say I don't want to say that Zelda isn't as good as uh, important to me as Pikmin, but which, which, but which, it's, I just fair. both of them are. But, yeah. but Jesse, but be <laughs> fair. If Pikmin is important to you over Zelda, no one's going to argue about that. Well, no, Pik- I'm, no, I'm just saying. Pik- I, I, it's hard for me to pick because I, I like both of them a lot, and I don't think I can say that one is better than the other because would you, would you always say Pikmin and Zelda equal equal yeah, importance? Yeah, they are because. Where in the world have adults been on Twitter yelling about they want Animal Crossing on Switch? Animal Crossing. <laughs> I have not seen adults yell about Animal Crossing like they are on Switch. And, yeah. and I, I just, I just feel that definitely with OX, Microsoft got something great going on. Um, you know, they want to do 4k gaming they you know they want people to come to that console so they can get true gaming and stuff and you know it's a marketing thing okay that's completely fine but to enjoy that you got first of all you guys have to get a 4k tv and going forward with consoles you uh it, it will get better i think I think a lot of people got to focus first on that the console makers have to do these chips and the motherboard and all they got to do all of this stuff and think of how they're going to get it fixed and make it available and affordable to the consumer. So maybe there's going to be some stuff for console that's not as powerful as a PC. Because to me... I prefer, like I always said, I prefer console gaming over PC because PC crashes and there's just too many, there's still too many problems with PC gaming at this moment with games itself, not the community, but with games itself. Yeah. And I, oh, go ahead. My my big thing keeping me away from, uh, from gaming on PCs is I just don't. I'm just not a not really interested in PCs in general. I just don't like. I just like being able to pop a game into my Xbox or pull a game up on my Xbox and play it. I don't want to have to worry about making sure I do a virus check or making sure that you know that everything is up to date. For the most part, my Xbox can do that by itself. You know, update things by itself, and I don't even have to think about it. But it's not always that easy when it comes to PCs of just doing, you know, all those things. You know, a lot of times there's got to be confirmation for things or make sure you click this or that to make sure it updates or, you know, there's just all different kinds of things you have to worry about. And I don't want to have to worry about anything (laughs) except for just playing games. So, like, so that's, that's 
partially what turns me away from PC gaming is I don't I don't care about all that other stupid stuff. If I can't do it on if I can't do it on my phone, then I I'm, chances are I just will forget about it. <laughs> and and not not and not and this is no disrespect to people who do PC gaming or something yeah, like no. that. This is just a personal thing for us. Yeah, uh, yeah, for individually. Us. Um, I mean, if you enjoy your gaming on PC, enjoy it. I love that people have PC gaming and that are enjoying it and get better graphical experience than us. We're not about to shell out that crazy money that they're charging for a <laughs> card. But, you know, if you are able to afford it and you love it and that's the home for you, great, wonderful. I well, still and- consider you as a gamer in the gaming community. And thank you yeah, for listening it's- to Arsenal X. <laughs> Yeah, well, and it's a, and it's important. It's important to have people gaming on PCs. Yeah, because that's where the that's where the majority of of your uh, you know like watching people play on on YouTube and you know watching people play online. A lot of that stuff is can be thanked basically for PCs. You know, because that's where the majority of people are going to do that stuff is on a PC. So it's it's definitely important to get, you know, games out there for people to watch and try to get people interested in. So I, yeah, I definitely have no disrespect for it. But yeah, personally, me, I just, it's just, there's a lot of things that I don't really want to have to worry about I, you know because i just like to i don't i already as it is i don't have enough time to <laughs> to game to game as much as i'd like to so if i can game without having to worry about less things then you know that's that's the choice i'm gonna make but but yeah it's yeah the pc gaming though is definitely important and yeah i don't don't want to see it go away but but yeah maybe they're if we could figure out a way that they can uh get games running a little bit better sometimes on pc or or you know figure something out but i think that's why i like the whole idea of those uh those boxes that some of those uh company like alienware's got the it's basically like an Xbox or a PlayStation, but it's a it's a computer in, in a box, and they you know they put some you know pretty powerful stuff in it to make it you know be a really good gaming system, and you know mm-hmm. kind of has its own. Uh, I, I feel like it. They do they have their own operating system, so it's more like closed off, like a like a Xbox and stuff. That I do not know. Yeah. I, I wonder if they do that because that's almost, in, I think, something that that would be kind of neat to see moving forward. Is if uh, they just started making boxes like that that were super powerful, but then again, you're just basically might as well buy an Xbox or a PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> but. Well, everybody, that's going to be our Arsenal exchange, uh, cause it's going almost on two hours. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a good discussion. Uh, uh, we do want to hear what you guys think. So you go to our Facebook page, uh, Arsenal X, uh, community page on Facebook. Um, uh, I believe you can email the show at arsenalx at gmail.com. 
you guys want to hear what you guys think about the question. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at that retro and check out my podcast, optional opinion of uh, the new season is starting, uh, fe- uh no, February <laughs> It's starting Friday, October 20th. So if you guys are picking up fire emblem, check it out. Uh, and I will be having some special guests coming on. Mr. Sir Jesse Douglas is recording a special <laughs> episode with me. And also, I want you guys definitely to tune in for a special optional opinion in November. I really can't talk about the title, uh, that I am going to present, but the theme is going to be really good. Um, and it's going to be a nice reflection piece. So I cannot wait for you guys to, uh, check it out when you guys hear it uh but jesse where can we find you oh i'm sorry and also if you guys want to join me uh join us uh arsenal x on uh you should be able to find us on xbox one our community the arsenal x community we'd like you guys to join more uh so we can play games with you more i'm gonna be trying to hop on and like post more and show you guys what i'm playing and stuff like that um and also if you guys want to frame me on, on xbox uh the lyrical capital D A L Y R I C A L the number one you guys will be able to find me there uh Jesse go ahead and plug all right yeah you can find me on Twitter at uh sub underscore humanist um I'm also on Instagram uh my Instagram I don't do a, a whole lot on there it's usually just like personal like you know like pictures of my kids or if we go on like uh on trips or whatever i'll just take like a lot i like to take pictures of like scenery and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so if that's something you're interested in um it's sub underscore uh humans and both the sub and humans like both of those are uh are lowercase so and then on xbox uh i'm at gara for kazakage uh g a a r a the number 4 and then k a z e k a g e and the g on gara is is uppercase and the k on kazakage is uppercase as well so okay well everybody we will see you next time on arsenal x um have a safe week have a safe weekend get some good gaming on and that's our ways before we leave we're just gonna throw it the x one more time because guess what we're about to exit arsenal x until then we will see you guys next week all right bye bye <laughs>